Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise. Welcome to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Renette. Today I'm joined by three local nonprofits, Wide Assist Naperville, Choose to Page, and Loaves and Fishes Community Services. You're watching Spotlight, and joining me now representing Wide Assist Naperville are Ashley Abraham and Lynn Smith. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Yeah, always nice to have you on. And Ashley, you know, you've been there a little over a year now. Talk a little bit about what exactly it does. What's the service that you provide to the community? Sure. So we're a local nonprofit here in Naperville. What we do is we pick up our senior citizens and drive them to their medical appointments. So we pick them up from their home. We drive them to their appointment. We wait with them there and then we drive them back home again. So we really try to tailor the service for the senior that needs a little extra help and what kind of sets us apart from say a taxi or an Uber or something like that is we wait for them uh, and then we uh, also never require payment. So a lot of seniors are on a limited fixed limited or fixed income or maybe a no income and uh, we never require payment for for that reason. And so we require or we ask for donations from the community at large to keep running. Yeah, that's wonderful because I think if you buy yourself, you know, having somebody there that you know when I come out of that appointment, because sometimes it's a good piece of information that you got at the appointment, maybe it's not so much. It's mm -hmm. nice to know that the person that took you there is going to be there on the back end as well, right? right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Lynn, talk a little bit about the kinds of uh, people that are your typical riders. Sure. Uh, currently, we have 465 active uh, seniors, uh, 60 and over. Um, who are using our, our transportation services. So this is the largest number that we've had since we started. And every week we continue to get more um, applications. So um, our riders are uh, individuals who have given up or don't drive for some reason. Um, individuals who perhaps are going to physical therapy three times a week, who uh, have children in the area, but their children are working, so this is a great service for them. And then we've got uh, individuals who use us uh, for temporary, you know, if mm -hmm. they've had some type of surgery um, and are going through physical therapy, uh, they just uh, sign up with us for a short time. Okay. So it, it's a great resource uh, for individuals who aren't driving and who are looking for transportation to their medical appointments. Okay, and you mentioned an application, Lynn. So mm -hmm. just walk us through that a little bit. Yeah, so online uh, there is an application um, or we can mail that to them if uh, they don't have an email. Um, and they'll just complete that application. They send it back to us. We will uh, give them a call once we receive the application just to, to, to go over the application, talk about the, the different procedures and guidelines. Uh, for them to utilize. Okay, wonderful. So Ashley, that's a, a lot of writers and that's awesome that so many people are using the service these days. Uh, how, how are you filling those ride, ride transportation people? <laughs> yes, so we are completely volunteer driven. So uh, right now we have 55 volunteers and in 2023, we are hoping to bring on 50 new volunteer drivers with us. We wanna almost double our volunteer base uh, because we have 
like Lynn mentioned, we're getting new applications for riders every day. And to fulfill the demand, we really need at least 50 new volunteers this year to make sure that every senior that calls for a ride will get one. Okay. Talk a little bit about your, your, the drivers, you know, what, what, Give us a little profile, because I would imagine sure. it's a lot of different kinds of people that drive. Yeah, you. mainly also retired, and this is a nice, flexible opportunity for them, and they're able to kind of pick the rides that will fit their schedule. Uh, we have a lot of realtors that you know can find spots here and there, and then some work from home people that you know might be able to give a ride or maybe two rides a month. Okay. All right. Well, add on to that a little bit, if you would, Lynn, in terms of sort of giving the viewer, if they're thinking, if they want to be one of those 50, what does that look like? How does that work? Yeah, we have a very flexible um, schedule um, for volunteers, which is great. Um, great for, for individuals, maybe stay-at-home parents or part-time uh, people who are working, who are looking just to fill in some hours here and there. Um, We've got an online uh, calendar. So once um, our writers give us their appointments, that goes online to a calendar. Um, our our uh, volunteers then can look at that calendar and select the days that work for them. And they just um, pick up the rides that work for their schedule and then they'll give the volunteer a call, let them know that they're their driver and um, you know when they'll pick them up. Okay. Yeah. Great way to get out of the house. Maybe, yeah, as you mentioned, some of the retirees, maybe a little bit of social interaction for on both sides of that equation, right? Do you find that you have drivers and people that need picking up where there starts to develop a little bit of a friendship there? Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Over the years, we have lots of drivers who mention, oh, so-and-so is my typical rider. She just lives in my neighborhood and I never would have met her outside of Rand. And then they have, you know, a friendship outside of RAN as well. So oh, it's really that's nice. nice. Mm -hmm. So are they able to continue to pick their driver or it really is just a match depending on the schedule? The driver picks the ride. So okay. they are in charge of their own schedule. Okay. If a rider wants a particular driver, they can ask for them. We just can't guarantee it. I gotcha. Okay. Now, if I'm a, I'm somebody out there, I think, oh gosh, okay. I think this would be a nice way for me to do some volunteer hours. How do I go about doing that? So go to our website. There's an easy application. Uh, once we get it back from you, we meet with every volunteer in person, and then we run a background check, and then they attend a new driver training, which we host about every other month. And from there, they're able to volunteer with us. Okay, so that's good. So when, if I was suggesting to a senior, hey, you should think about this, this is a great opportunity. I know that they've already been checked out. I know that they're safe. I know that they've had some driving. And talk a little bit about, you know, cause I know I, I, you've mentioned to me before, some of the accommodations that you make on teaching how to deal with people with maybe wheelchairs or, you know, so you, you give guidance on that, right? Yeah, during, drivers. during our training, we really, like I said before, we tailor it for the senior rider. So we train our drivers how to help someone that might be using a cane how to use a, a walker or a wheelchair, a transport wheelchair, and how to help people in and out of a car properly. Okay, yeah, which is all important stuff that we, you know, until you get there and you have a relative that's a senior, you maybe don't know that, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming by. We hope that you get your goal of 50 new riders because clearly the demand is there, right? Yes. Yeah. Right. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. And if you're interested in learning more about Ride Assist Naperville, please go to their website. We're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned. We're coming right back with more Spotlight.
growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. If you're just tuning in, you're watching Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wernette, and joining me now from Choose to Page are Greg Bedloff and Rita Hockey. Thanks for having us here. Absolutely. We're really glad that you're here. Uh, this is a great organization. So talk a little bit, if you would, about how Choose to Page is impacting our local communities, Greg. Sure. Well, Choose to Page is the public-private partnership focused on economic development for all of DuPage County. So every day we wake up thinking about how we can help grow our economy here in DuPage through our business attraction and our business retention efforts. How we're helping local communities is assisting them with their economic development efforts, acting as their back room for information, acting as a resource for them on data, labor, opportunities for relocation assistance, anything that can assist a local municipality in getting that deal across the finish line to help grow their local economy helps all of DuPage County. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, and you know, and I think often we don't realize how large DuPage County really is. I mean, it's an enormous piece of geography. It is a big piece of geography with over 30 municipalities either wholly located or partially located within the boundaries of DuPage. Almost a million people, 950,000 people, and 95,000 businesses. So it's a robust economy, it's a big geography, and working together, what we're trying to do is create an ecosystem for economic growth. Yeah, well, I like the fact that you're working together. I mean, I think that backup on resources, probably a lot of best practice as well, I would imagine. Absolutely. What's good for Naperville is good for Lyle. What's good for Lyle is good for DuPage. What's good for Addison is good for Bensonville. People cross boundaries from a municipal perspective when they go to work every morning, whether that's a municipal boundary or a county boundary. And we all have to work to make sure that we're helping each other. So great, that's, that's a big job. And you have this new regional effort that you're doing, and um, I'm gonna read it. It's called the Greater Chicagoland Economic Partnership. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, the Greater Chicagoland Economic Partnership is an economic development initiative, a partnership between DuPage County, the city of Chicago, and six other collar counties, so seven counties in total, all what we think of as the suburban counties surrounding Chicago, to promote all of Northeastern Illinois as a region. We talked earlier about what's good for Naperville being good for Lyle. Well, what's good for DuPage County is good for Cook County. What's good for Chicago is good for Lake County. And we really need to not think in silos. We really need to think that true economic development is organic growth, it's foreign direct investment, it's helping that business grow to the next level. So for the first time in my career in economic development, we've managed to get all of these parties and all of these jurisdictions together and say, let's all pull on the same rope, let's all sing from the same sheet of music, and let's expand our economic development activities to parts far and wide that we couldn't get to individually, but now working as a collective unit with a common brand and a common goal, we can really help grow Northeastern Illinois. 
Yeah. So Greg, when you talk about that, I mean, what that immediately brings to my mind is, you know, I think so often we think about, oh, is Chicago getting the business or is Naperville getting the business? But really what it sounds like you're talking about is let's stop worrying about that as much as let's not have Indiana get the business or Michigan get the business because again, bring the business to Illinois. What we're talking about at the end of the day is pro Chicago land yeah. decisions. The, one of the best things for DuPage County is a strong city of Chicago. It's a global city, and we need a strong city of Chicago. But we can't just look at it as Chicago versus everybody else. We have to work with Chicago. Chicago has to work with us so that we can go after businesses from outside the region, help our businesses here grow outside the region, and even go beyond the boundaries of the United States and go after foreign direct investment from Europe and China and Canada and Mexico and working with Chicago to gain the recognition that the city of Chicago brings to the table from an economic development perspective, along with all of the incredible positive attributes that we have here in Naperville and in DuPage, it helps everybody, Jane. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, what, has, uh, what did you think has sort of tweaked that thought to change, change the mindset? <laughs> <laughs> well, selfishly, I think 10 years of me and other folks kind of kicking and screaming okay. and saying together we'll be more effective and working as a team is certainly better than working in silos. Mm. But I think at the end of the day, what's come to happen is we're not the first region to do this. Uh, 90 miles to our north, Milwaukee does it, Denver does it, Phoenix does it. We looked at other regions. We brought a bunch of really, we think, intelligent economic development folks together and said, how can we learn from them, put our own little twists on it, and maybe even do it better? And that's what we're hoping to achieve. That's great. Good for you. Thank you. Um, Rita, let's talk a little bit about a program you launched recently called Connect Page. So tell us about that. I have a passion for it. So Connect to Page is really commercial collaboration. We recognize that in this past year or so, global supply chain issues, we're all seeing it everywhere. So from a county perspective and actually a regional perspective, we're trying to help with that supply chain issue. So what that means is we have a supplier portal. We're encouraging the businesses to register in it. They create a profile. They identify their products or services, and then we have those buyers, the procurement people coming saying, here's what my need is. We create a report. It gives them more robust detail on the supply chain, and we can match them to businesses to meet their needs, and we're focused more at the local level then. Yeah, that's great. It's like a matchmaking service. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Because, you know, that takes time in a company's resources to do all that research. So you're really kind of helping shorten that cycle a lot. Absolutely. And then the other side is a little bit more effort on the small diverse. Mm. So we recognize there is certifications for small businesses. They don't always fully understand. They feel overwhelmed by it. So we're doing some training events that we're helping them understand what those various certifications are which then will help them when they register themselves in the portal as well. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. It, it's hard. And, and the smaller you are, the small but mighty, but it's harder to sometimes exactly. get to some of those pieces that you need to do. Right. Um, and not understanding what are all the resources available. So I think we're playing a part in helping get to those small businesses and tell them what those resources are. And they don't always have to cost huge amounts of money. That's great. Good for you. Yeah. Greg, as we wrap up here, a few words on the state of the economy in DuPage County. 
Well, hopefully the pandemic and all of the challenges that it presented to the local economy, and DuPage was not immune to that, are behind us. And as we begin the recovery process through a true regional approach, DuPage will benefit from all of the assets that were here before the pandemic and all of the issues and all of the opportunities, some of which Rita touched upon with Connect DuPage, Sustainable DuPage, all of the programs that we offer, which are all available on our website. Please visit our website to learn more about them. We will see a strong and robust economy moving into the future. Transportation, distribution, and logistics, absolutely fantastic opportunity for growth in DuPage. Small startups, innovation, big opportunities for growth in those fields. One of the big benefits that insulates DuPage County's economy from others, perhaps, is I like to say our economy is an inch deep and a mile wide. We're not tied to any one particular market. Office, tourism, on and on, industrial. And that helps us grow across the entire spectrum. That's great. Well, thank you. We really appreciate you stopping by today and giving us more information about what you're doing at Choose to Page. Thank you, Jane, for having us today. We appreciate it. Absolutely. And to find out more about Choose to Page, please go and visit their website. Don't go away. We'll be right back after these messages. Busey Bank is proud to partner in building business and growing wealth since 1868. The Naperville Police Department needs your help to solve crime and bring offenders to justice. When you submit tips to Naperville Crime Stoppers, you help keep our city one of the safest in the nation. Tips to Naperville Crime Stoppers have helped solve hundreds of crimes and recover over $7 million in drugs, property, and cash. Remember, tipsters remain anonymous and receive cash rewards up to $1,000 if their tips lead to an arrest. Call the tip line at 630-420-6006. You may have that one piece of information that solves the crime. Nationally recognized, locally invested, Busey Bank is proud to be named among the 2022 America's Best Banks by Forbes. Welcome back to Spotlight. And joining me now from Lowe's and Fishes Community Services are Mike Cavalla and Nancy Wersom. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much for having us. We're very excited to be here today. Absolutely. Mike, it's been a busy year again for Lowe's and Fishes. Uh, talk a little bit about how the needs have changed over this past year. Yes, so the needs over the course of the last year have gone up dramatically. Uh, we've seen a doubling, more than a doubling, in the number of people coming to Lowe's and Fishes over the last year. Uh, we are now serving between six and 7,000 people a week. That's a huge, huge number. Yeah. And the increase in people that we're seeing uh, is greater than the increase we saw when COVID hit and things shut down. Uh, it's greater than we saw during the Great Recession. Mm. So the increase has just been, uh, just been unbelievable. And a lot of that has to do with inflation. So when you have a lot of people just trying to make ends meet, and their fixed costs like rent, utilities, transportation, and that, that's all going up faster than wages. They have to cut other places, and one of the places they cut is food. Yeah. And so not only are they spending less on food, but with the cost of food going up, they're getting a lot less. So uh, food is up about 12%. Uh, general inflation is less than half of that, but still high. And so um, with inflation, 
uh, people are trying to figure out how to make ends meet, and so a lot of people, a lot more people are coming to Lowe's and Fishes. Okay. And, and many of the people that we see hadn't completely recovered financially from the pandemic. Okay. And then to have this hit so soon afterward with the inflation has just been a very difficult time. Yeah, and, and, and so I'm curious in terms of those that come, in some cases it's maybe their whole food, but in other cases, is, is this like more supplemental to, to some of our families? Well, most of our clients that come, uh, they do work. And so um, they do buy some food, but again, with them having to reduce their costs on things like food and the cost of food being so much greater, uh, this does supplement yeah. what they can afford. And also what happens is we are very focused on providing healthy food, which tends to be more expensive food. And so uh, if families are buying food with what they, money they do have available, oftentimes that food is uh, very inexpensive and also less healthier food too. Okay. Well, and, and talk a little bit about that because, you know, supply chain, that's all we keep hearing about, right? We heard about it as it started in the pandemic. How is that impacting you in terms of the amount of food that you're receiving? Yeah. So as the demand has doubled as far as what we've seen, uh, the supply has not come close to keeping up with that demand. So uh, the supply that we've seen got, has gone up just a fraction of the increase that demand has gone up. And so uh, with us, most of the food that we get tends to be donated. And so uh, we go out and do our food recovery, which is going out to all the local grocers and getting the food that they're willing to uh, provide to us and donate to us. Uh, that has not come close to keeping up with the demand. And so what that means is that we have to buy a lot more food than normal. And so uh, with the price of food also going up. That's, that's it's a, like a double whammy, right? It is it a is. double whammy. Yeah. yeah, It is a double whammy. And so this year, we expect to spend triple what we spent on food last year. Wow. It's a huge, huge impact. Yeah, that's a budget impact for sure, right? Yes. Absolutely. I'm sure we'll it, talk a little bit more about that. If you think that. about it, when you go to the grocery store now, you see many more things reduced for quick sale. Mm. Those are all items that were near the expiration date or the sell-by date. We would have gotten those things before. Ah, and they're hanging okay. on to them longer. I can't blame them. Right. But so it's, it's been reduced pretty significantly. Yeah, that's, that's tough. So um, now you, you all launched your hub and spoke model. You've done a lot of strategic work to get there. And I think that was one of the things that really worked so well for you with your new facility uh, as you were coming out of the pandemic. How is that helping you in this time period? That food distribution hub has been amazing. It has really helped us to have a centralized facility where all the food comes. So all of the food goes there first. It's sorted, processed. It's a very efficient model because then it goes out to the spokes, to the various areas. And you know, we're all about access, getting the food to the people that need it. Absolutely. The other thing about it is we have so much cold storage there. Again, as Mike said, we're all about healthy food. Mm -hmm. That's fresh fruits, vegetables, milk, eggs, all those things need refrigeration. So it's, it's a great place to have it. And then, you know, now our clients have three ways they can get their food. Yeah. They can shop in our market with a shopping cart, just like people do in a regular grocery store. We have online ordering that has been tremendously successful. And people come to the hub just to pick it up. They don't even need to get out of their cars. Mm. We also have curbside distribution where they just get a box 
that is full of carefully selected, uh, you know, a wide variety of healthy foods. So it's been a game changer for us, allowed us to serve more people more efficiently. Yeah, I, I, well, you have been so innovative in constantly, you know, seeing the need that was coming, although I'm quite sure you never anticipated the amount of need that came with the pandemic. That is and true. With this new situation, that is true. but you've always been thinking ahead to try to be able to build capacity. Talk a little bit, Mike, if you would, about kind of the future of where you think uh, Loaves and Fishes is going, because I'm sure that's a conversation you're all having all the time. Sure, absolutely. So we just put in place our new strategic plan. And I'll give you a couple of key elements to that plan. One is about increasing access. And so with the hub and spoke model, you know, now we have the hub and so we're building out the spokes so we can get to people where they are. You know, a lot of people that have a need can't uh, get to uh, places where they, you know, where they can service that need. And so we wanna make sure that everybody who has a need has that access to the help they need. So getting out into the community more, building out the spokes, uh, is important to us. Um, we also are going to focus more on uh, overall health of clients. We've been doing that, but we want to sort of double down on that. So what we know is that if somebody is uh, uh, physically healthy, if they're mentally healthy, if they're financially healthy, you know that's a good foundation for them to be self-sufficient. And so on the uh, physical health, obviously providing healthy food uh, is great. We do uh, health screenings. Uh, which is great on the mental health. Uh, we're doing more in that area to help our clients get the help they need. And then the same thing on financial help is uh, doing more things for clients to, to, uh, to get the help they need. So uh, focusing on overall client health is a big part of our new uh, strategic plan. Yeah, that's a, I think that's always so important, right? Because typically any of these issues, whether it's homelessness, food insecurity, mental health, are all somewhat related to other issues. So looking at the whole person, whole situation. Nancy, as we wrap up, how can people help? Thank you so much for asking that, Jane. Well, there are so many ways people can help. First of all, we always welcome volunteers. And we have such a wide variety of positions they can have from sorting food to um, loading food into our clients' cars. There are just many, many different ways that they can help. Certainly food drives are wonderful. Now more than ever, we welcome food. We have a list on our website of most needed items. Certainly financial contributions always help. As Mike said, we're spending about three times more on purchasing yeah. food. And then be an ambassador. Everyone can be an ambassador for us. Maybe you know someone that needs help, or maybe you just want to share what we're doing with other people so more people become engaged, and we so appreciate that too. Yeah, well, that's wonderful, and I know that you have a really wonderful culture uh, with your volunteers. I know it was a journey through the pandemic, but they really stuck with you, and that speaks to the culture that you've created over the years. So well, good thank for you. you. Thank you for stopping by and giving us the update. We appreciate it. We always love coming to NCTV, Jane. Thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. If you would like more information about Loaves and Fishes Community Services, please go and visit their website. I'd like to thank all of my guests for joining us on Spotlight and our friends at UC Bank for their generous sponsorship of today's show. To learn more about the organizations featured on today's episode, please come visit our website at nctv17.org. And to stay informed about what's happening in our community, sign up to receive our daily news update and like and follow us on Facebook. For Spotlight, I'm Jane Wernette. Thank you for watching.
Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise.